Folks, can you uh, tell the difference when a, a song is just a song? Yes, sir. And when a song is coming out of the heart of a life. That's right. Amen. The, um, you know, this family has had to live the storms when they, the, the rulers of the country in Africa is going to change and they don't know if what's going to take place in the streets yes, or what kind of they've had to to really am i am i not on okay uh, sorry that's my fault the when <laughs> i'm on now thank you praise the lord teach me to turn it on right the uh but when they you know when the illness when uh Michael's in the hospital and Brooks home with the babies and and Grant is there and he's been taught and planned and programmed and what to do now if his daddy doesn't come out of that hospital right. alone a 13 14 year old boy you know when those are real storms like that yes, it means something to be in the hollow of his hey, head amen. And that's why that song came out differently than it normally comes out. I want you to go to the Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And I'm, I'm going to say this again, emphasize it again. A few more people have come in. But I, I, I beg you, take advantage of the fact that, that, uh, that Michael is here yes, to sir. help you with spiritual Amen. warfare counseling. Um, you know, I'd put a sign out there and, and, and say to the world, you know, come in, but, but it's all that he can do to, if, if we really would seek the help and, and get the help that's available, you ought to come sit down with him. Now, I'll be honest with you, you need to put a block of time for probably two and a half, three hours, because this is not an easy process. We've opened doors that, that we don't even realize we've opened through our lives. And, uh, and to be able to close those doors on that influence in our life is, is life-changing. So I just uh, challenge you to, to talk to us about that. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt. And when the, loss, uh, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh uh, hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where, one, uh, where, where on thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land, 
that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my children, my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, they shall say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto thee unto you. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you uh, give me clarity of mind. Lord Jesus, thank you for the, the special and song that, that helped me to, to get a, a control of my spirit. There was a little bit of a chaos in, 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 the, in my mind and heart this morning as, as things were going on and things were happening today. Lord, I pray, please, that you would uh, guide me now in spirit of God, that you would fill me. And, and Lord, I pray, please, don't let me speak, but God, speak through me. Uh, Lord, the truth that I have today, it's such an important truth. And, and Lord, if you don't speak to hearts, uh, they won't understand the importance of this truth. And, and Father, I pray, please, now that you'd wrap your arms around us and you'd, you'd turn back every enemy that would attack us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I bind every, every spirit that would try to snatch away the truth from the people today, please. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. In this passage, we see one of the most remarkable stories of the Bible. We see the burning bush. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And, and, uh, and I'll say it again, you know, for those that are maybe a little bit newer, I, I, I have no uh, method to my, or rhyme or reason to the way, you know, the things that I come up with to preach. I just pray God puts a passage on my heart, and, and from that point on, I don't look back. I just head head to that passage. And God, God can stop me. He can slam me down and he can change me. But, but he knows that he has to make it abundantly clear that I, before I'll turn away from that passage. Now, this, this bush was on the mountain of God, the scripture says. And it says, even to Horeb. And, and as you study through, you find out that the mountain of God, or the mount of God is, all, is, is Mount Sinai. It's also called Horeb. And so these two do mountains, these two areas are, are basically the same place. And, and why it's named differently, I can't explain that right now, why they, the different terminology, but, but it's clearly that these two places are the same. This is where Moses would smite the rock later, and, and the water would come forth. It says in Exodus 17, 6, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock of, in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come forth out of it that, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So this is the same place, this place of the burning bush, the same place where we're going to see a picture of Jesus Christ who will be smitten, and, and, but he'll bring forth a living water. And, and, and we see that here. And then you see that this is where Moses would receive the Ten Commandments. 
and, uh, and the tablets of stone in Exodus 31, 18. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of, of, of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Sinai and Horeb, this, this place that, that all these things take place, this mountain of God, it, it's going to burn with fire while Mo- Moses is up there. It, at one point, Moses finds God with a burning bush, but he's going to end up, as he continues with God, to a burning mountain. And, it, and it's amazing. That I, that's a whole other story, but that's exciting to me. Uh, that if you'll, if you'll seek God in the burning bush, you'll find him on the mountain. And so when Moses returns from the mount with the tablets of stone, the people are worshiping false gods. And we find they are at uh, Mount Sinai. But Exodus 33 verse 6 says, And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. And so Scripture says in, in Hebrews twelve twenty nine, For our God is a consuming fire. And so God brings himself, if you look through the Bible sometimes, look at all the places that fire and God are, are brought together. They're associated together. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 says, Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything that the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. And God's warning them now, you take heed and you do what I've told you to do. And don't go out here making false idols. And, and don't go out here worshiping idols. And, and, you know, we really don't understand that. We do worship idols here in America. Uh, they're just not idols like they, they, they have to face over in Africa. They're, when we walk down the mountainside to get to the lake, to the village where the, the church is, where the first church there was started, uh, Mike started, and, and God uh, blessed there. But on the way down, there's a, a stones all piled, and, 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 and that's where they would make their little sacrifices and that idol to the to the idol of the, of the lake, I believe there. Uh, and, and it's real there, but you know, we have our idols. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We really do. We have our idols. We, there are possessions that we have. There are things that we have. Uh, there, there's, there's things we carry in our wallet. They become our idol. And so, uh, but God says, look, he says, you, you make sure you don't turn away from me. He says, for, verse 24, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire. Now, why is the bush not burned when clearly we see our God is a consuming fire? That's what God spoke to my heart about. God is a consuming fire, but the bush was not consumed. That's exactly the term that Moses uses. He says the bush is not consumed. He said, I'm going to turn and go look and see why the bush is not consumed. Because our God is also a protecting fire. Second Kings chapter 1, verses 10 through 12 says, And Elijah answered and said to the captain of the fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And again also he sent unto him another captain of the fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto him, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty and the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. You know what? Elijah's being protected by the fire of God. And we are protected by the fire of God. And in any case, the fire represents to us the mighty power of God. 
Now, we're heading someplace this, this morning, and it's very important. And you know, you know my tendency is I, is I like to, I, I don't know that I like to, but somehow, somehow, way, you know, humor usually comes out somewhere along the way. I'm not sure who will this morning, so you're just going to have to be patient with me. But, but this is such an important uh, thing that God's done in my heart. A, a, a fire will burn, listen to this, a fire will burn so long as there's material to burn. Proverbs 30, verse 15 through 16 says, Here are, th- here are uh, uh, three things that are never satisfied. Yea, that thing, four things that say not, it is enough. The grave. You know, there'll always be more to go into the grave. The barren womb. The barren womb always is, is yearning for a child. The earth that is not filled with water. You just keep pouring the water in. and It just keeps going. And, and, but here, the fire that saith, not it is enough. You know, you, you build a fire out there, and, and I don't care how much wood you got, you can just keep putting it in there because it'll just keep burning it. It's not going to say, oh, I've had enough wood now. It'll take whatever wood you put in there. The fire of God is a consuming fire that will burn until the wicked are consumed. You know, we're in a world that we just, it just seems like the wicked are winning. It seems like they're getting away with everything. It seems like they, 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 they run rampant. But, but watch this now. The Bible still says, be sure your sin will find you out. And watch, it's not in our time frame. It's not when we, but, but the sin, it, look, leave it in God's hands. Don't be discouraged. God's going to take care of everything. You just live for God. The fire of God is the presence and power of God that God, that cannot be quenched for it is fueled by God. You see, the, the, the fire of God is a consuming fire, but the fire of God is the presence and power of God that cannot be quenched because it's fueled by God. A fire will burn so long as there is fuel. And watch this, when the fire of God comes, it is fueled by God. There may, that means it can never be quenched. The fire of God is our provision and protection. Moses saw a fire, and, and I'm going to just, just a little bit of an explanation here. I, I, I was really asking the Lord, I said, Lord, okay, you want me to, to go in, into about this burning bush, but i got to understand, what's the point? You know, why are we heading this direction? Where are we going here, and what does this mean? And so I started thinking through what must have happened uh, when Moses saw this, this burning bush and I don't know how far away from it, but it was, he was close enough to understand, to, to see that it was a bush and that it was burning and somehow that it was not consumed. Uh, he, he probably uh, watched, wondering, with curiosity, wondering how the bush caught fire. Wouldn't you think if you're on the side of a mountain, you know, who in the world set that fire? How did that catch fire? I'm sure that, you know, humanly speaking, Moses saw a fire, and in his human mind, there had to be a source. And so he looked at it and thought, you know, how did this happen? He probably wondered why it's taken so long for it to burn up, because probably the first time he looked up there in, in, uh, in that barren desert area, you know, he wasn't worried about it spreading. He just, you know, there's a bush, and it's on fire. Now, it's really strange why it would be on fire, and so he, he probably is doing some things, look back, and I think still burn it. Okay, now that's weird. Why is that still burning? And he maybe waited a few more minutes. He looked back and it's still burning. He's thinking, now what kind of wood is that's going to burn like that? 
And it, it, it attracted his attention, and he probably walked up there. Uh, when it continued to burn, he, like any of us, would go find out the source of this fire, this bush, which was burning, but was not consumed. That had to puzzle him. And, and now, verse 2, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses says, I will now turn aside and see the great sight why the bush is not burned. Only re- He's not going up there to find God. He's going up there to find out why this bush is not burning. He's going, look, you know what? I don't know what brought you here today, but, but maybe you just thought, you know, it seemed like maybe this place is not dying up there. Maybe something's happening up there. Maybe something's burning up there. I think I'll just go see what's happening. You know, there's a little bit more traffic up here. There's a little bit more people around it. And then there's more people out here working. Something must be going on. It does not appear that Moses knew or saw the angel of the Lord at this point. He just saw a bush that's burning, and for some unknown reason, and is continuing to burn, which is kind of strange. He simply saw a bush burning that was not consumed, and he went closer to see it better. If there had been a fire without the bush, now think about this now. I thought, Lord, why, why the bush? Why do you have a bush? Well, if there had been a fire without the bush... Could it be that Moses, who knew little of, God, little of God at this point, would really have ventured up there to get closer to see? Moses have react, may have reacted like the people of Israel react later. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 22, these words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount out of the midst of the fire of the cloud and the thick darkness with a great voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them in tables of stone and delivered them unto me. And it came to pass, when ye heard the voice of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that you came near unto me, even unto the heads of all your tribes, your elders, and you said, Behold, the Lord our God showed us his glory and his greatness. We have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore. Uh, then we shall die. Look, you know what? Those people, those people saw the fire and they heard the voice and they said, I got to get out of here. You know what? Truth is, Moses might have reacted that way. What would you do right now? Look, if we had a massive bonfire out here, and we do just to clean things up, but... but we need to. But if we had a massive bonfire out here, big old brush fire pile, and we set it on fire, you know people would come from everywhere just watch that thing burn. They really would. But watch this now. If all of a sudden that same size fire was out there and there was no brush pile, how close are you getting to that? Now, if it's a big brush pile, my first thing is to walk up here and, and see it and think, man, that's a big fire, you know? That's really... If it's just a big old flame there and nothing's burning, wow, that's a big old fire. <laughs> that scared me slapped to death. See, God put it in the bush so Moses would come see you know, God does some things sometimes just to draw us to him. To draw us to him. 
But, you know, here's a wonderful thing that I, that I saw in this. God does not take us faster than we want to go. He really doesn't. And God does not take us further than we're ready to travel. You know, he's, he's moving. You know, some of you, you you've been coming for a while and lives are changing and, and there's some things that are changing about your life. And, 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 you know, God takes you at the pace you're ready to go. God takes us from where we are to where he wants us to be in incredible wisdom and time. Uh, Moses may never have had the courage to seek out the fire if, he had not, if it had not been a physical object burning. It, it, it would be a human necessity that some physical object had to be burning for Moses to be willing to come close. But, in, but the fact that it is mentioned over and over in Scripture about the bush... The bush must have had some importance. This is, this is where, again, God, can, we continued on in the story. As I, as I was studying through this and reading through this, uh, the thing that I thought, okay, God, it had to be a bush. It had to be a physical object there burning for Moses to be willing to walk up there, to take a look, to say, what in the world's causing this bush? What kind of wood must this be? What kind of bush is this? What's happening here? But all through Scripture after this, the bush is always mentioned. So it had to have more importance than, than just an object to draw him. The bush is often defined as a bramble or a sticker bush. It seemed the bush was not of great importance or size. A bush is just a bush. But Moses went to see the bush because it burned. You see, the bush is nothing more than a bush. But Moses went to see that bush because it burned. There's, there's a saying attributed to Wesley uh, John Wesley, I think it was, that, uh, that most people believe that Wesley never said. When you really study it out, there is no documentation that he ever said it, but people attribute it to him. He said, I'll set myself on fire, and people come from miles to watch me burn. Now, he was a preacher, uh, and, and he just, you know, he, and I understand what he's saying, but he said, I set myself on fire, and people come for miles to watch me burn. At first glance, that sounds like a good statement, but it's not the principle taught through the burning bush. The bush is weak and plain, but it's not insignificant. God wants a vessel to use, and he wants that vessel full of the fire of God. This vessel is consumed with the spirit and power of God, but not consumed by the judgment of God. You see, there's a consuming fire. There is a judgment of God, and it's going to come to this world. That's the way this world will be destroyed. It'll be destroyed so as by fire. You know, that's that old song. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, but it won't be water this time. It'll be fire. It'll be fire. God wants people to seek, uh, to, to burn with the power and presence of God. But when a person is consumed with that power and presence, listen to this, he knows that he is not the issue, for he is not the fire uh, or the power. God is. You see, the bush could have represented the people of Israel that God had not allowed to be destroyed who he would deliver by his mighty power. You see, the bush could have represented these people that were in captivity. And even though they had been oppressed, and even though they had been persecuted, they had not been destroyed. And it could have represented that. And God saying, I'm still alive within, within Israel. Could have been that. It could also have represented Moses, who God would use mightily. For Moses was a simple man who could not speak well, but the presence and power of God moved upon him. It could also represent all Christians of all times who will ever be used of God. We are not the power, we're just the bush. 
And this is what God has brought me to, to, to today. I, I beg you, this is what I dream for Calvary Baptist Church, that when we walk in here, we're just a bunch of bushes. There's not one bush is any better than anybody else's bush. There's not one, hey, look, the fact that one bush might be a little bigger than another bush. Okay, one bush may be a little smaller than another bush. One bush might be a little taller than another bush. Hey, watch this now. One bush might be a little different color than another bush, but no bush is any better than any other bush. God created the bush. God, watch this, the issue is not the bush. The issue is the fire of God in the bush. The power is the fire, not the bush. The bush did not fuel the fire, for the bush was not consumed. God desires a vessel by which he may reveal his presence and power. You know what God needs? He needs for a group of people to say, God, listen, you have me. I'm just a bush. I'm nothing. I I humble myself before you. Fill me with the fire of your power. A bush alone has so little purpose. You know, re- old sticker bush out there. Well, what's it good for? How many things did we ever, you ever wonder, what in the world? Now, God, you had a purpose creating everything, but why did you create a mosquito? <laughs> no, I got to understand, what in the world? God, why did you create poison ivy? (laughs) And why in the world did you create a sticker bush? It grows nothing. It puts out nothing. It just hangs up on you and and snags you and hurts. and, And listen, what's the purpose of it? I don't know. Listen to this. But here's God says, you are just a simple, worthless bush until the fire of God comes out. When you get saved, Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit is represented through Scripture as a flame of fire. And when He comes in to live in you, and when He comes in to make alive your spirit, and you become the temple of the Holy Spirit, there's a that's that's been set on fire inside of you. I, I used to say this all the time about college students. People would come to me and say, man, you really did a great job with that guy. He's doing such a great work. And I say, listen to me, the guys that are doing something out there, they came with a flame inside of them. I was just doing my best to fan it and not put it out. Hey, you know, listen, I just want to fan that flame. And God says, listen, don't be just satisfied with just being saved. Listen, desire God that he would fill you with a burning flame. Listen, that that flame burned in that bush so much that Moses said it's burning so hot and so high, it doesn't make sense that that bush is not consumed. It wasn't a little spark, a little flame up there like a lighter inside that bush. No, it was burning. A bush alone can kindle a little fire that will not last. Folks, there's been a whole lot of people in Christian service and preachers that have tried to kindle the fire of God, tried to make themselves the fire. And listen, if I'm the fire, if I'm the motivation, if I'm the inspiration, that's not going to last. That fire's not going to burn very long. That bush, if it was been burning, it would have burned up that fast. 
A bush alone produces little or nothing. A bush alone draws no one. But a bush that burns, that continues to burn, can warm a city. A bush that burns and continues to burn can start other fires and other bushes. A bush that burns produces warmth and light because it burns. A bush that burns brings others to watch it burn. You see, the quote that I set myself on fire, if it were true uh, that the fire will not last for you will be consumed by the fire. I don't set myself on fire. I don't want to set myself on fire. I, I want God to set me on fire. I could set myself on fire today and it would get some attention, but that attention would not be very long-lived. I would draw a lot of attention for a few moments because I'd be running all over this place. <laughs> we do not set ourselves on fire. We seek the fire of God. So Brother Hooker, you're just really, really pushing this issue because the church for way too long has tried to do it in man's power. And I'll be honest with you, we got more mega churches than we've had in the history of America, and yet the, the country is declining at breakneck speed because we have forgotten the fire of God. Later, Moses will spend 40 days with God in the mountain is on fire. Why such a thing? Such a whole nother sermon. But boy, going from here's just a bush is burning. But once he found what caused the bush to burn, took him all the way to a mountain of fire. It's incredible. When Moses got to the bush, he realized the bush was not burning. God was burning in the bush. We should not want people to come see us. We should want people to come see God in us. Moses thought that he came to see a bush, but when he arrived, he found God. Our God is a consuming fire. He will burn up the wicked. He will fill up his people. As a leader, I understand that God needs me to come close to him so that others may see him in me. Moses found God in a bush, and this relationship grew to a burning mountain. Moses led the people as they looked to him, for they saw the fire of God in him. Today, everyone, listen to me, today, everyone has a place on that mountain. If we want to seek God, God says today, everybody can come to this mountain of fire if we'll first see the burning bush. We got to find God and we got to talk to God and we got to communicate with God. Moses found God in the burning bush and God began to speak with him. And from that point, he spoke more and more and more to him. Now watch this. How did he go from a bush to a mountain of fire? By obedience to what God told him. Today we must decide, will we be the one of many that the fire of God will consume and the fire of God is going to consume this earth? Judgment is going to come to this earth by fire. And folks, I'm not one of these guys that predicts anything, you know. I mean, I'll just tell you straight up, I don't have a clue, okay? People say, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And what do you think? What do you... It don't matter what I think. 
And when God makes it really clear to me, then I'll tell you. But until he does, I don't have a clue. I'm just telling you this. I do know this. God's made it really clear he is going to come back. He's made it really clear that when judgment comes upon this earth, it's going to come by fire. He's gonna, it, this, uh, this whole place is going to burn up. You say, do you think it's by, by atomic bombs? I don't know. God do whatever he wants to do. But I just know it's going to happen because God said so. I'm a, I, I believe, if God allow me, I'm going to preach to you tonight a message that I, I kind of hit on uh, probably a year and a half ago. But, but I would love for you to be here because in this time of, of torment, and, and honestly, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of chaos. We need, our nation needs prayer because we are in just total chaos. We need prayer, but watch this. God has a pattern and a plan that God could, we can be okay. And and I'd like to preach that to you tonight, how God's provision. But today we must decide, will we be one of the many that the fire of God will consume for we have not hearkened to the Lord? Or will we be those who desire to be consumed by God's presence and power? And what I'm trying, in a very weak fashion today, I, I, I was very convicted, and I'll just say it straight. As I studied through this, God kept looking at me and saying, these people were afraid to see God, but they saw God through Moses. And God just beat me up over and over to the point I almost didn't preach this because he kept saying your people see God through you the people that have never quite made it to that burning bush do they see the fire of God in you Or do they see a suit and a tie or some humor or some dynamics? Do they see the fire of God in you? I'll be honest, I told the Lord, Lord, that's a heavy burden. You know I want you to fill me and to use me. You know that I want you to burn in me, but, but I'm a human being and, and I'm afraid that I fail so often. But I know God wants you to see the fire of God in me, but I also know that He wants you Come to the burning bush yourself. You've got to come. And when you come, you realize this bush is nothing. But oh God, the fire of God is everything. Is God 
consumed you. He's going to destroy the wicked, but he wants it to consume us in a different way. He wants to fill us and use us. Father, I pray 